podcast series we'll be speaking to industry leaders from various business verticals and understand their approach towards marketing and growth we'll be focusing on key aspects like customer acquisition retention engagement personalization among others and provide key insights to our community of marketers and product owners this is your opportunity to learn and emulate these learnings in your campaigns and marketing initiatives to churn exceptional results Days of growing a business only on performance marketing are over. They only make Facebook and Google richer, leaving brands struggling for profitability and growth. And the commerce platforms that exist today aren't built to attract organic traffic for D2C brands. Organically reimagining commerce is the only way for digital native brands to win by decreasing acquisition costs and delighting customers. The focus needs to shift from only customer acquisition to customer education and engagement. which in turn will reduce the acquisition cost drastically and brands like good glam or mama earth are great examples for that in order to do that brands need a commerce platform that can be customizable as per their brand story affordable as per their needs convenient as a diy platform thus avoiding integration nightmares welcome to yet another insight packed session of hash growth maestros i'm your host rajeshi and today we have with us the ceo of dot connect dhiraj jain to shed light on this topic Dot Connect is an experiential commerce platform purpose built for brands to provide unique D2C experiences which attract and engage customers. How are you doing Dheeraj? Hey thanks Rajeshri thanks for having me here. It's great to have you Dheeraj and we would really like to peel back the layers on uh, moving beyond performance marketing um, as a customer acquisition channel or even engagement for that matter. Now Dheeraj I have given a very brief overview of Dot Connect but would love to hear more about the services that you folks provide and how the idea came to be. Sure sure. So uh, first of all uh, I'd like to start with that you know we started this company right in the middle of the pandemic uh, in 2020. and uh, while a lot of people suggested for all the right intentions that this may not be the best of the time to do this you know hunker down but both chandan and i and chandan is my co-founder and partner based in us uh, both of us were convinced that uh, this pandemic is uh, bringing you know a seismic shift in the consumer behavior right. and there are a lot of uh, changes and a lot of disruptions which is going to bring and we were convinced of one more uh, uh, you know basically uh, opportunity that was uh, you know where we we could foresee looming around that which is around d2c direct to consumer for brands because uh, having been in this industry for last 20 plus years so both chandran and i we have similar kind of a background uh, working with retailers and brands across the globe uh what we'd been witnessing was that pre pandemic lot of brands wanted to go direct to consumer uh but were not as motivated or there was like fear of unknown of uh, venturing into a new territory where you have to set up your own commerce platform micro fulfillment and so on and so forth so it was never gaining traction earlier but pandemic was changing all of that because stores were shut products were out of stock and brands were forced to uh, you know figure out a way to get the products uh, to the consumers and that was almost like you know baptism by fire mm-hmm. and we could uh, see you know this change that now that brands have tasted you know 
this success of going direct to consumer, they are not going to keep quiet about it. They are going to double down and they are going to, uh, you know, enable that whole ecosystem, which helps them grow the D2C uh, business for a couple of reasons. One, they want to remove the dependencies of, you know, all the middlemen, be it the marketplaces or the retailers, while that will continue to be a big chunk of the business, but they don't want to be completely dependent upon them. Mm-hmm. Second, they would love to have, uh, you know, this customer intimacy so that they understand their consumer behavior. They're able to do product development based on that. Uh, so hence, a lot of reasons why they would want to now, uh, you know, double down in this space. When we saw uh, this coming, we were convinced that it will require, uh, you know, that whole ecosystem to come together to enable this kind of a shift. And that is where we thought, okay, like, you know, this is the time which we have been waiting for. We have been discussing about venturing into this space uh, for a long time. And we thought the time is appropriate, that this is time when we need to now build this so that when, you know, this uh, uh, starts recovering, uh, you know, the whole business uh, cycle starts recovering for the brands, uh, we'll be ready with the right offerings, the right proposition uh, for them. So that's just a quick backdrop, Rashi, and I can go on in detail about the platform. Uh, uh, but uh, let me just take a pause here and see if you had any questions. No, that, that sounds great, uh, Dheeraj, um, and especially the, the bit about starting during the pandemic um, and, and being profitable and, you know, uh, catering to the uh, changing consumer needs. I'll leave a link uh, um, once the once this episode goes live and uh, you guys can definitely check out uh, .connect and see what they are offering. Um, that, that, that's great, Dheeraj. Uh, would, you, would you like to talk about your services a little more? Uh, sure. In terms of what you guys offer? No, absolutely. So uh, with that backdrop, see what we started uh, building is what we believe that, you know, the current platforms which are out there in the market, the commerce platforms, none of them were designed or built keeping brands in mind. Because if you see on one hand, you have platforms like Shopify or a WooCommerce, which were designed and built for SMB segment, for mom and pop shop, and they do fantastic job for them, right? Easy to onboard, uh, add a catalog, take payment, and you know, be done with it. On other hand, you have uh, commerce platforms like Salesforce Commerce, Hybris, Magento, and all these platforms were designed and built for retailers, where you have hundreds of thousands of SKUs across multiple categories and subcategories. But if you really come to think of it, there's not a single commerce platform which has been designed keeping brands in mind. And which is where we saw, and again, it's not a surprise because until pandemic, this was not a big focus area for brands anyways. And they were okay to whatever experimentation they were doing and whatever revenue they were generating, uh, it was almost like a round of error for most brands. They were okay to do that either on a Shopify or a Salesforce commerce and to draw consumers, you know, work on Facebook, Google, Insta, basically through performance marketing, drive consumers to their commerce site and grow their channel. Mm-hmm. But that's where we realize that, you know, the brands have been used, you know, they have been forced to use ill-fitted platforms, which were not even designed for them. 
because we strongly believe that uh, as a consumer, we have no motivation to go to a brand's website to buy a product because right. it's very convenient for me to go and buy the same product on a marketplace or in a neighboring store. So mm -hmm. brands have to do a lot more to attract me to their site, to engage, and then be able to sell something to me. And hence, the kind of experience that they need to deliver to me has to be of a different level altogether. Right. And which is where we believe that brands do not require a commerce platform. They require an experiential platform where commerce should be the byproduct of it. So that's exactly what we offer. So we have built a platform, which we call it an experiential commerce platform, which is a convergence of content, community, and commerce, which allows brands to tell their stories in their own unique way, engage the consumers, and build organic traffic, and then grow through commerce. So that's what we offer, Rajeshree. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we would love to discuss some of the community and content-led commerce uh, aspects a little later. But before that, coming to the crux of today's discussion about performance marketing, right? Uh, performance marketing has long served as a proven channel for a brand's business growth. But with increasing acquisition costs, like we have discussed a little while back, uh, we need to relook at some of the engagement strategies. So how do brands go about doing this, right? Um, is there any best practices or uh, approach to, uh, you know, going or doing this uh, engagement strategies which are much more in line with the uh, with the with the reduced acquisition cost yeah so uh, the challenge today is the cost of acquisition is rising day by day mm -hmm. the effectiveness of performance marketing is going down for a number of reasons be it you know the third party cookies uh, which are being banned by various systems apple has already banned it and uh, Google is going to ban from next year. Uh, so earlier, when there used to be, let's say, limited number of brands competing for the ad inventory, uh, today there are hundreds of brands competing for the same ad space, and hence the cost is rising. Now, the return on ad spend, which used to be on an average 3x, let's say 18 to 24 months ago, today the same return on ad spend is 0.5 to 0.8x for most brands for most categories, right? So definitely this playbook isn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. So now what do they need to do is they need to figure out that what is the right mix of organic traffic and performance marketing that they need to build in to drive the D2C growth. So again, building organic traffic isn't easy. Uh, it's easier said than done. Absolutely. Every brand would love to do it. But there are good examples of how some of the brands have been doing it for a while or they have realized it in last couple of years and they have started implementing that and you can see you know, good examples of that even in the Indian ecosystem. So you talked about uh, Good Glam Group and Mama Earth. So if you see what they've done in the past one year or so, that they have doubled down on the content and community space. Through acquisitions, uh, these are the big brands they could afford to acquire you know, large content community platforms, integrate with their own uh, brand story, and use that to drive their customer acquisition costs down. And in some of these cases, some of these brands have been able to bring down their uh, CACs down by less than one-tenth 
of what it used to be, uh, you know, uh, when they were solely dependent upon performance marketing. So that is one thing that, you know, the brands definitely need to do, that they need to focus on, double down on content and community strategy. Uh, look at how can they attract consumers uh, through great content, retain them through community engagement, and then they can grow through commerce. So if this mantra could be followed, I mean, you know, that's the, uh, if at all there is a silver bullet, I think this is it, right? The other thing is, what I see uh, at times happening is some of the brands that tend to go a little overboard when they talk about this content community and they try to become yet another social platform, which also uh, we believe, you know, is a big turnoff for consumers because while consumers want to be engaged through great content uh, by the brand, but they don't want yet another Facebook or Instagram experience on your brand's website. So it's a fine balance, right? You can't be a pure commerce uh, experience. You can't be a Facebook experience. It's somewhere in between and it will differ from brand to brand, from category to category. So, uh, you know, that's what I think they need to do. They also need to focus on, given we talked about, you know, this whole third party cookies uh, becoming redundant or going away, the effectiveness is reducing day by day what they need to now double down on another thing, which is the first party data. Mm -hmm. So how can you encourage consumers to share their first party data? Uh, you know, whether it is declared data, observed data on your website, and then leveraging all of that insights to then deliver a refined balance of this experience uh, to hook them enough that they find value to come to your site and engage with you. And then give you uh, the business directly rather than giving it to the marketplaces. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think insights will play a big role. And that's kind of uh, one of the points that we'll discuss in a while. Uh, but but uh, lovely, lovely insights there, Dheeraj, uh, in terms of how brands can go about relooking at their engagement strategies, especially with the uh, changing customer behavior uh, accelerated by the pandemic. Now, in terms of uh, in terms of your experiential platform itself, you mentioned uh, a while back about uh, uh, content, right? Uh, content mm -hmm. as a centerpiece or content as a theme that uh, brands need to focus on. So let's discuss a little about the evolution of content-led commerce, right? Especially in the context of the community economy. Now, every every other product uh, is is uh, is looking into strengthening their ecosystem, right? Strengthening their loyal loyal customer base or rather the community. Um, so what, what should consumer brands focus on um, and, and what does it take to survive and thrive in this community economy and how does content-led commerce come into the picture? No, uh, that's a million dollar question, Rajushi, that I think everyone is trying to address. Right. And like I was mentioning uh, you know, uh, minutes ago, that I think it is the fine balance that the brands need to find for their category and for their narrative as to what, what is the right content quality that they need. So the quality of content is extremely important. See, you are, uh, you know, when you're creating this content to engage the consumer, uh, here the desire should be to help the consumer rather than trying to sell to the consumer. So I think that is one big shift that brands need to do that instead of, you know, typically see brands have been used to, you know, over the decades, to create content which will encourage consumers to buy, right? That's the inherent desire and that's why everyone is in business, which is absolutely correct. 
but you can't create content to explicitly you know push for that what they need to do is they need to build content which really helps customer for example uh, instead of let's say talking about the benefits of let's say certain skin moisturizer that how it is cruelty free uh, paraben free you know good for you and so on and so forth how about they talk about that okay how can you take care of your dry itchy skin in winter what are the right things to do what are the you know home remedies that you need to try or what's the regimen that you need to follow right so now you can see that instead of creating content around uh, like you know the value or or the benefits of a certain product talk about the problem for the consumer that you can help solve and what are the right things to do for them and inherently you know they will get the message and while you are talking about all of this show them some relevant products that you may want to try this or you know something like that so i think that is extremely important finding that narrative style finding uh, you know uh, that what kind of uh, messaging works for your products for your uh, target segment uh, i think that's very important and then also very uh, you know seamlessly integrate you know that whole influencer uh, marketing Uh, today one of the things that you observed is that this influencer commerce is big right it is extremely big you know humans by nature we get influenced by you know people that we look up to and if they are advocating something we would love to take a look at it but at the same time it can't be made like yet another uh, you know infomercial right it has to be blended in very seamlessly very effortlessly some of the brands they have done extremely well with some of the media platforms where they have very effortlessly blended in uh, you know their product into that you know influencers talking about it uh, without sounding like you know that they are doing an advertisement for it so bringing you know that kind of content engagement so essentially basically focusing on then content marketing rather than a product marketing i think that is the essence and again Uh, for every brand for every category it will be a different solution it cannot be a cookie cutter approach absolutely absolutely completely agreed there and i think this entire point of you know um, making the content in a way which is relatable and which is uh, relevant for the folks is absolutely important and that's where the whole personalization part of it comes into the picture um uh, absolutely great points there uh, dhiraj and I, i think now we need to talk a little more about the actual challenge uh, which you mentioned a while back which is you know driving traffic to the d2c channels uh, because obvious of the obvious uh, you know convenience of the marketplaces and people getting used to it uh, for quite some quite quite a few years right almost a decade mm-hmm. so how do you think consumer brands can resolve this problem uh, are there any best practices that you would like to share with the listeners today yeah yeah see i think uh, and that is the crux of you know what we are trying to do with our experiential commerce platform see one i just talked about that first of all as a brand you cannot have a commerce platform you have to have an experiential platform and commerce should become the by product of it so now for that one is to create that experience that you are giving that value that content that is helping the consumers uh, solve their problem because the consumers buy a product to solve a problem not just because you know they are a big fan of your brand right, right. so first how are you helping them solve that problem through great content through engagement by giving them you know value added services that is one part of it. 
the other part of it that while you get all of this at the same time consumers are spoiled you know for convenience of the marketplaces that prime to like experience you know checkout uh, same day or next day deliveries uh, seamless one click checkouts right uh, so consumers do not want to compromise on that so while i may love your brand i like the experience of your site i'm getting great content i'm getting great uh, great value in uh, solving my problem but then i'll still be tempted to go and maybe buy the same product on amazon because it's so convenient for me so now how do you you know uh, get the customer to buy on your site so one thing that we need to definitely focus on is that when you have attracted the consumer through great content now you have retained them uh, you know through that community engagement now you give them a very seamless way to buy that product don't force them that okay now you have read my blog uh if you want to buy this product now click on this link another page will open up now your catalog will be shown and now you buy that and then i give you my uh, you know email address my uh, and you know all the other checkout details and i don't know when the product is going to be delivered so if that is a kind of experience it will still be a big no no right you know it will still be a big uh, uh, you know problem for consumer so one thing we have to definitely solve for is that even though uh, individual brands cannot deliver a prime like experience but they can definitely reduce the friction of checkout right they can always give that right within the content itself can they embed you know the checkout experience one click checkout experiences partner and there are some great you know solutions available today uh, which will help them do it so working on this seamlessness of the checkout and giving them that confidence of you know 48 hours delivery or whatever it is i think that's extremely important and the next thing is beyond all of this now you still have to solve for one more thing that if it is just uh, from the experience perspective uh, you know from the checkout experience perspective it's a status quo between your brand website and a marketplace uh, still there are likelihood that next time i might buy it on marketplaces because i'm buying 20 other products there but if as a brand if you are uh, you know giving me some surprises every now and then so for every d2c order let's say and i've seen some of the brands doing great work in this space by the way when i order a product on their brand's website and they're delivering uh, you know uh, so, uh, to me they are also including some surprise in it either it's a product new product sampler either it's a you know discount for the next order which i do it on their website and that's a great hook by the way so if brands can you know learn from this that if you if if as a consumer i know that if i order directly from the brand's website they are going to give me a coupon or you know some discount or something which i can use for my next order now this becomes a recurring hook right and some of the brands in us have done this amazingly well so i think this is another you know uh, trick which you know probably some of the brands can use so that way like you know there are quite a few other tips and tricks you know that can be leveraged but overall just to summarize i mean there are three parts to it right one give a great experience uh, of attracting and engaging the consumer second give a great experience of checkout and third give a great post purchase experience where there is a good surprise and there is a hope to come back again
absolutely absolutely i think a lot of uh, brands do one more thing which is you know offer um a um a loyalty program or sort of a subscription along with the first purchase so that if you want you can add uh, you, you can add some more to your wallet and then go for a, a the premium subscription sort of a thing absolutely uh, completely agreed there i think very very valid points and very interesting points as well uh, now talking about some of the key trends that you see emerging in the t2c space regarding acquisition engagement retention um, or even providing moments of delight to the customers uh, have you noticed some some of the trends which are here and uh, which were accelerated because of the pandemic right um, but are here to stay um, could you maybe share some thoughts around that sure see i mean uh, there are two or three things that come to my mind in terms of the trends which are shaping up see one is we talked about you know this acquisition of content and community platforms by brands uh, i believe in the coming years this is going to become almost like the new playbook that brands either need to develop their own content and community platform organically or they will acquire whoever has the muscle to acquire they will acquire that but i think this is going to become a big trend uh, the second thing is i think uh, this whole you know purpose driven positioning i think it is becoming a big trend again because as a consumer today uh, all of us are becoming extremely conscious consumers right we right. want products which are good for us and good for the planet right. so uh, while uh, like you know until a few years ago for some of the brands talking about that okay this product is uh, preservative free cruelty free and all of that was a big differentiator i would say today it is like table stakes right mm-hmm. if any brand is not doing this you know it's a big no no especially for the gen z and the millennials right. right so i think this whole purpose driven positioning of the brand is another big trend uh, you know i think which is catching up the third thing i can think of you know what is happening now is uh, i think this whole resurgence of you know whatsapp based engagement mm-hmm. see there was a uh, you know a period of time uh, when a lot of these brands were you know experimenting with chatbots right on their website and uh, but now i think you know with this whole whatsapp for business and everything i think this has uh, you know uh, matured to a point where some of the brands are doing amazing work in terms of engaging because this is if you really look at it it's a very uh, easy and uh, you know inexpensive way of engaging the consumers but again there is an art and science to this if you overdo it you know the consumers are going to block you you right. know so it, it is so it's a fine balance at which i think you know some of the brands are figuring it out that okay uh, now you need to be engaged where consumers are there already like you know beat you know insta beat uh, whatsapp you know so uh, horses for courses strategy right so you right. need to figure out what works in which channel and be there so i think but this whatsapp engagement i'm seeing you know it's definitely trending up so i would say like these are the three big trends which you know seems to be uh, you know on the top of uh, every brand's mind 
No, absolutely, absolutely, completely agreed there. I think uh, the whole conversational commerce side of things, like you mentioned, in terms of WhatsApp, um, or even Facebook or uh, Instagram direct messaging, or for example, a WhatsApp chat for that matter. So that's completely, completely agreed there. And I think uh, uh, here at MoEngage also we we have, we provide this personalization and sort of segmentation uh, services where you can understand where your customers are and how do you need to uh, cater to them. Um, so I think that's something that our listeners can check out as well. Um, great. Great insights there, Thiraj. But before we wrap up this session, just wanted to discuss one more trend really quick, uh, which we have been seeing um, uh, across all of the consumer brands, right? Which is rapidly adopting an insights-led engagement uh, approach or even retention approach, uh, where marketers are adapting their strategies based on the insights driven by the customer behavior and actions like you discussed previously. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? What role do you think such an insights-led engagement approach will have in the future? Um, and uh, and what are some of the tips you have for uh, marketers who are listening in today? No, I think you know that's a uh, you know a huge opportunity area I would say for brands because unlike in the past uh, where sometimes you know brands have made the mistake of uh, appointing Facebook as their CMO uh, today they have to uh, really rely on the power of you know this data and insights. Right, they have to, uh, you know, really look at the consumer behavior, uh, uh, you know, uh, on, across the channels, uh, especially now that, and we spoke about this whole death of cookies, right? right. Uh, but which is now making the first party data even more critical for brands to acquire and harness the intelligence out of it, right? Investing in uh, you know, this CDP, right? The customer data platform, investing in uh, learning that, you know, consumer behavior, the insights, like what is really happening, how consumers are engaging with you on the website across different channels, uh, both the uh, observed data as well as the declared data, right? And investing in, you know, good platforms, which, uh, you know, uh, which can give them better insights, customer 360 degree, uh, next best actions, and so on and so forth. I think extremely critical now, uh, more, more so than ever. Absolutely. Completely agreed. I think uh, absolutely that's 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 a very valid point and uh, I think for all of our listeners today you know in terms of uh, what just Thiraj mentioned uh, in terms of understanding the customer that's a whole 360 degree approach to a customer portfolio uh, or profile rather and what are the likes dislikes understanding and then catering your communication accordingly will play a big part for that and here at MoEngage we are actually developing a lot of uh, lot of assets around uh, insights led engagement um, so please stay tuned for that uh, but thank you so much Thiraj for sharing sharing uh, such amazing details and uh, such great anecdotes actually from dot connect as well as uh, um, your expertise in the in the market uh, that kind of brings us to the end of an interesting and insight packed session but before we wrap up dheeraj do you have any tips uh, tricks any any sort of suggestions uh, for all the marketers and product owners listening into the episode today no thank you so much uh, rajeshi i think it was fun uh, talking about these things this is something that you know we are living and breathing and given that we have spent our career in this space i think i can talk for hours i think uh, the only uh, advice i can give the marketeers in this space is uh, i think uh, any playbook that we build today will become obsolete tomorrow so we have to continue to reinvent 
and uh, you know we have to change that many brands make this mistake oh like you know last two years we have grown through this model now just rinse and repeat and let's do this it doesn't work like that what worked yesterday will not work today what is working today will not work tomorrow but one thing will definitely remain fundamental uh, which will help us you know uh, keep evolving this playbook is like we were talking about this whole you know consumer insights looking at that you know being uh, uh, you know uh, falling in love with that problem of understanding uh, you know the consumer behavior and every day learning every day refining our uh, strategy uh, i think you know that's the only advice i can give everyone no absolutely absolutely on point advice i think really love the uh, the way you mentioned that facebook stop or rather avoid making facebook your cmo and uh, kind of having a look at it yourself and of course for uh, the rest of our audiences today you know um, uh, the, the the insights around uh, uh, how how you need to approach this particular problem cap keeping a track of customer data customer insights and then making choices based on that and then obviously making the customer the center of all of your engagement strategies obviously helps uh, thank you so much dheeraj for joining us today and sharing such deep level insights on the d2c space the need to look beyond performance marketing and the different actionable strategies like you mentioned to improve customer engagement and provide unique and delightful customer experiences uh, that brings us to the end of this session thank you so much dheeraj for joining us um it was Thanks, really rajeshree i hope it was uh, it was interesting for you as well oh it was fun awesome awesome thank you so uh, much bye bye absolutely thanks so much for uh, folks for joining us today and uh, uh, we'll see you